Hello and welcome to the Qubit Guy podcast, brought to you by Classic, the quantum algorithm design company. My name is Yuval, and my guest today is Sam Stanwick, Senior Product Manager, Quantum Computing at NVIDIA. Sam and I spoke about NVIDIA's foray into quantum computing, whether their simulator would become obsolete when larger quantum computers are launched, new enterprise computing architectures, and much more. We hope you enjoyed this episode. Please let us know how we did by emailing hello at classic.io. That's hello at classic.io. Hello, Sam, and thanks for joining me today. Hi, Yuval. Great to be here. So who are you and what do you do? Uh, so I'm Sam Stanwick, and I'm a product manager for quantum computing at NVIDIA. And so NVIDIA is building tools to accelerate quantum circuit simulation and by extension, quantum algorithms research and, and quantum information science generally. So is that the main the main thrust in the quantum space? You're not building computers, right? Or it's it's really about the simulators? That, yeah, that's that's right. So we're not building our own quantum computer. Um, the goal is to kind of uh, enable the whole ecosystem. So people who are building quantum computers and people who are trying to understand what to do with them. So. When you decided to do this, you must have seen certain challenges for companies who are getting into quantum computing. Could you share what you found before starting, before deciding to launch this effort? Sure. Well, there's, uh, uh, as you're as you're well aware, a few sets of challenges. Um, so there's first, kind of obviously, there's the fact that quantum computers need to improve by by quite a lot. Uh, before we're able to do something valuable with them. So we need to uh, uh, increase the qubit count of quantum computers and more importantly, reduce the error rates uh, to be able to um, run run useful algorithms. Um, but then there's there's also kind of a set of challenges around you know understanding what we're actually going to do with uh, those more powerful quantum computers once they arrive. Um, and it would be unfortunate if we made a lot of progress on hardware and then, um, you know, didn't have a good sense of, you know, what what algorithms might be best suited to to realize quantum advantage. And so, um, so our, our product is is called KuQuantum. Uh, the the idea is to um, enable people to. Uh, more easily answer questions like uh, what what quantum algorithms might be uh, best suited for quantum advantage uh, on a particular problem. Um, how do they scale compared to the best classical algorithms? Um, what sort of uh, are the requirements on the the quantum hardware in terms of uh, scale and and error rates? And you know what what quantum processors might be or what what quantum processor architectures. Uh, might be best suited to to which problems. Um, so I think those are those are kind of the the key the key problems in the space that uh, that we at Nvidia are are hoping to help everyone answer. So if I use the KuQuantum library from Nvidia, I think people say that depending on the level of entanglement and a couple of other factors, about fifty qubits is the limit on which you can no longer simulate quantum software on a classical computer. So does that limit change with an NVIDIA library or are the results just a little bit faster than you would do on a classical simulator? That's a great question. Um, So there are a few different ways to simulate a quantum circuit. 
So what most people are familiar with, uh, I think, is called state vector simulation. And that's basically brute force uh, classical emulation of a quantum computer, where you hold the entire uh, state of the system in, in memory. And so if that state is n qubits, uh, that requires a vector of size 2 to the n. And so that's very powerful for you know, simulating perfect or noisy qubits at, at arbitrary depth and having the flexibility to, to do things like mid-circuit measurements. Um, but as you referred to in your question, uh, the, the limitation there is the memory. So on a single GPU, uh, it's usually in the 30s of qubits that can be simulated. And, and even on a supercomputer, uh, it's usually somewhere in the 40s, uh, not more than 50 qubits. Um, but there are alternative ways to simulate quantum circuits. And so uh, another library in KuQuantum is uh, built around accelerating what's called tensor network simulation. And so the idea with tensor network simulation is to uh, model the quantum circuit as a, a network of tensors, uh, do some optimization uh, upfront to figure out an optimal path to uh, contract those tensors, and then simulate the circuit by contracting the tensors one by one. Uh, and so it turns out that this kind of changes the, the scaling from uh, this hard memory requirement with, with scale to the difficulty depending on the, the depth of the circuit and the entanglement of the circuit. Uh, and so it turns out that for, you know, a lot of uh, uh, practical quantum circuits that are candidates for, for near-term quantum advantage, so I'm, I'm thinking of uh, variational quantum algorithms in particular, they, they tend to be pretty low depth. Uh, and tend to be pretty low entanglement. And so the, the state vector simulation can, can often be overkill. Uh, and tensor networks allow you to scale to um, hundreds or, or sometimes even thousands of qubits, depending on the circuit. There's a branch of computing that's called quantum-inspired, where people say, well, we've learned some concepts from quantum computing, and now we're going to run them on classical machines. Is that what you're trying to do here? Basically bypass the need for quantum computers in a certain set of problems, such as the VQE that you described? Um, if, if something uh, along that direction comes out of it, uh, obviously that would be great. Um, but that's really not our goal. Uh, the goal is to build tools for people researching and developing quantum computers. And so, you know, with, with both state vector simulation and tensor network simulation, I see them as ways to kind of uh, look ahead and answer important questions in advance. So, you know, if we had uh, 35 perfect logical qubits uh, that we could run something to arbitrary depth with, you know, what could we do and how would that compare to classical methods? You know, or if we had uh, hundreds or thousands of um, noisy qubits and could run something to, to shallow depth, um, what could we do and, and how would that compare to, to classical methods? So it's really more around um, accelerating the quantum uh, quantum research ecosystem. Can these can this tensor network simulation be run on non-NVIDIA hardware? I mean, could we take the same approach and just run it classically on a classical CPU? Uh, it it can be run. Um, these sorts of problems are uh, very good fits for for GPUs. And so what we see when we use um, really Q state vec or Q tensor net uh, compared to um, uh, 
a simulator running on classical or running on a CPU is uh, at least an order of magnitude acceleration and uh, and often more. Um, so I think for kind of um, just test like trying out quantum algorithms, uh, testing small circuits, um, that's fine for for CPUs. Uh, but then if you want to kind of uh, push performance, uh, GPUs are a, a very natural fit for this kind of work. Um, really for the same reason that uh, uh, they're a natural fit for deep learning. Do you see this product line as being transient? Meaning in a couple of years, there will be, we hope, quantum computers with hundreds or thousands of qubits. The qubit fidelity will be better. The gate error will be better. So will there still be a need in a couple of years for a library like QQuantum from NVIDIA? Yeah, it's a great question. Um... So in terms of QQuantum, uh, I actually see it becoming uh, e even more important, um, but maybe more targeted. So, you know, right now, while we're, you know, still pretty far from quantum advantage in practice, there are a lot of big picture questions uh, that we've talked about that quantum circuit simulation is, is helping to answer um, just, you know, in sort of way ahead of, uh, today's quantum computers in terms of, of scale and performance and, um, you know, answering questions about when quantum computers get there, uh, how will they compare to, to classical, classical algorithms on classical computers. Um, as quantum computers improve, uh, I think that picture will start clarifying uh, and we'll have a much better understanding of where we're likely to see value in the space. Um, and then quantum circuit simulation will be really important for, you know, more specific problems like understanding uh, what tweak to a variational quantum algorithm uh, might make it scale better or, or be better suited to some particular uh, molecular simulation, for example, or uh, given a certain average uh, two-qubit gate fidelity, uh, what variation on an error correction algorithm uh, might work best for, for fault-tolerant quantum computing. Um, not to mention uh, uh, quantum processors are going to be kind of... Uh, still limited in availability for a long time uh, compared to classical resources. Um, so I still, I still see, you know, researchers and developers doing uh, most of their work on, on simulators for, for a very long time. Many of the quantum algorithms, and you mentioned VQE, are hybrid algorithms where part runs classically and the other on quantum. Does QQuantum allow me to, to do this, basically to simulate the quantum part on your simulator, but still run classically on a general purpose CPU? Yeah. Um, so uh, a nice thing about QQuantum that uh, we haven't really talked about yet is that it's it's very low level. Um, so in terms of state vector simulation, the, the API for QQuantum is at the level of uh, multiplying your, your gate matrix by a state vector. Um, and so that makes it very kind of uh, flexible and uh, agnostic. And so QQuantum is uh, not a simulator itself. Uh, it, it plugs into um, simulators from uh, CERC or Qiskit or, or Penny Lane uh, and, and accelerates them and, and doesn't know too much about the circuit. So QQuantum uh, runs, uh, runs hybrid algorithms fine. Uh, it runs noisy gates fine. Um, and you don't really have to change any of your code in order to leverage it. So to use QQuantum today, I could just deploy an instance on AWS, for instance, and 
and just run it like I use any other uh, GPU workload? Yeah, that's, that's right. Um, so we have an, an integration with uh, the CERC framework and QSIM simulator from Google that's publicly available today. Um, so you can run through through CERC. Uh, and we also, as of a couple of weeks ago, are actually offering a container um, that's all of that package together. Um, so you can just pull that container, um, deploy on your favorite cloud provider, and, and run it as you would run CERC with no changes. Very often when people speak about QPUs, quantum processor units, they give the GPU analogy that, uh, you know, we don't expect to run Zoom meetings on quantum processors, but we expect them to be able to offload certain computational tasks from the general purpose CPU. Do you agree with this analogy? Do you, do you think that in the future there'll be CPU, GPU, QPU, you know, triplets, or how, how does that work? How do you expect that to look in an enterprise architecture? Uh, that's a, another great question. Um, so there are there are certainly some parallels uh, between a, a GPU and, and a QPU um, in the way that they they fit in an enterprise architecture, but um, also some some major differences uh, that are important to understand. Uh, and um, I guess parallels are you know of course there are a set of tasks where a GPU is uh, much better suited than a CPU. Uh, and can achieve a dramatic speed up. Uh, we expect something similar for a QPU. Um, another parallel is that, you know, as people start using quantum computers as part of a hybrid data center, uh, it's going to be really important to think about uh, the model for how quantum computers are uh, co-programmed with high-performance classical computing resources, um, as it was with with GPUs, uh, in order to get the most out of them. Um, but for for GPUs, uh, we're really uh, at a fundamental physics level, um, still talking about the same uh, model for computing as a CPU. Uh, and so uh, the applications where a GPU can be uh, close to a drop in improvement uh, are an extremely broad set of computationally intensive tasks. Uh, while quantum computers are um, a fundamentally different computing model uh, based on fundamentally different physics. Uh, and so on, on one hand, that's extremely exciting. Um, on the other hand, uh, we're still understanding how big the space is where we expect uh, a practical advantage from quantum computers, um, but we do expect it to be uh, to be much smaller. Um, and so uh, we don't expect QPUs to uh, be a replacement for things GPUs are good for. Uh, we see them as kind of uh, complementary in the data center. That all sounds uh, fascinating. How can people get in touch with you to learn more about uh, your work? So I'm uh, most available on, on LinkedIn. Uh, I think I'm the only Sam Stanwick in the world. So if you search my name, it could sh uh, should come up. Um, and I'd yeah, love to connect with anyone. That's great. Thank you so much for joining me today. Thanks, Yuval. It was uh, great to be here.